0: 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River
1: gentlemen, It's time for the Sports
0: Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk.
1: Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
2: Los amigos, it is a brand new week, the final two days, goodness gracious, it's the month of January, where did this month go? Where did it go? We will talk about, of course, the AFC, NFC Championship Games. I'm assuming it's probably not a good thing when officials are a big topic of it us here in new orleans know all about feeling the officials had a say in a game did they or not i love to hear from you as the eagles will face the chiefs in the desert in arizona for the super bowl get your takes on that as well last night pelicans in milwaukee the second night of a back-to-back the losing streak continues
0: Giannis, he's going for 50 right wing three yes sir he's got it why not everybody on their feet at five serve forum 50 points 13 rebounds
2: so uh i think when you have all of that in mind we will discuss that with ali cosell here at bottom of the hour we were talking about it the last two nights in our post game after the last two games and I was on Fox 8 last night with Madeline Adams on uh, final play as well. We we're discussing this, you know, where where's the state of the team and things of that nature. On our post-game show on Saturday, I asked the crew, Jim Ikenhofer and Summers and Joe Cardosi give me a word, a word to describe what you think or how you feel or, or where the season is right now. I was saying precarious, and we'll talk a little bit in that. Uh, as well there were some positives in the game and I'll get to that here as well in in a bit so we'll touch on all of that in more 800-998-1003 is the upper cervical family Chiropractic hotline the latest odds the prop bets Rafael Esparza is working on all of that here already so we'll touch on that and of course we will hear from Marlin Favreite. the line's as in offensive and defensive lines, I think that was a topic, right, Uh, on the two games yesterday, if you ask me, in that you saw the ability for the Eagles to be able to run the football, also get after the quarterback. And, And what we saw, I mean, again, Saints fans could understand what they saw with the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, right? You. Brock Purdy gets injured, literally can only hand the ball off using his left hand. They had Christian McCaffrey taking snaps. They're back up. He gets concussed. Have to put Purdy back in. It. it that, that's hard to win any game, much less for the right of the Super Bowl. And then you look at the Chiefs and Bengals game, back and forth that went. Pat Mahomes playing with that high ankle sprain. I, I thought unbelievably making some plays, including the, the final one, right? Where he scrambles, goes and picks up the first down and then gets shoved out of bounds by a Bengals defender that, um, probably didn't, is not feeling well today. And you saw him in the locker room yesterday, talked about it. His teammates backed him up. Look, that game was shock full of situations and issues, including the Chiefs getting another third down play. <laughs> So what, we're going to get into all of that. We'll hear national sound and what players and people feel about that as well. So I want to hear from you, 800-998-1003, in terms of uh, how you feel about all of that that took place over the weekend. Senior Bowl coming up this week here as well. Uh, so we'll pay our attentions to what we see up there. Again, a couple of Saints assistants, four now in total, will be part of the Senior Bowl staffs. So... Storylines to keep an eye on as the week continues. But obviously, the Pelicans are the big storyline in terms that they're uh, still trying to find a way to get a win right now. And you heard me say that I've been using the word precarious the last couple days as to why or where I think the season is and the team is. So... For those that don't know the definition, it's uh, not securely held or in position, dangerously likely to fall or collapse. A couple of buddies have texts, they're free-falling, they're collapsing, they were doing all these things, and I get it. So we've heard from players the last several games, after those games, I'll go through some of the sound from the last couple of games here as well. Staying the course. Um... Staying with the process, players saying, look, what they dealt with last year is helping them cope through this and and moving on and, and getting back to playing the kind of basketball that had them on top of the division. In one month's time, right, December 30th to January 30th, the Pelicans have gone from first place to eighth place. It's a heck of a fall in a short amount of time. On the outside, right, it's collapsing. I'm seeing Willie Green's lost the team. I'm seeing these guys aren't really any good. I'm seeing time to make a trade. I'm seeing they're not going to make the playoffs. I, so I, I get all of that. I, I do. And when you've lost, what, 13 of 15 or 12 of 15 now or 13 of 16, you, you earn that. Right, I mean, you you earn the L's and you earn the the sense of free falling and I guess lack of hope and all that. I, I I again, I understand all that. I'm trying to look at it as to why, how, and can it be fixed and get better, right? So that's why my word, again, 800 1003 I want to hear from you. Give me a word to describe where you think the Pelican season is. Mine's precarious. Because I do think, right, it is wise and it is right, like head coach Willie Green says, to not panic, stay steady, try to remain positive, try to keep the guys motivated properly, and feeling that it, look, you can turn these things around. So this season to last season, what's the difference, right? I mean, they, they started out a year, but they didn't win many games. Remember we talked about it, like their third win was something like in November and all, all of that stuff. So to me, there's two differences. Well, there's, there's several differences. So let's kind of go through that and then we can kind of see if we should be panicking and, and why I keep using that word. So. Last year, you were thinking and building and hoping and, and essentially waiting for Zion to come back. He never did. To the point where you remember when they snapped out of the doldrums and, and started winning was when Willie Green pulled Brandon Ingram aside and said, Hey, it's your team. We need to learn to play around you. You're the guy. You're our engine. Go. Then they got that boost later by bringing in CG McCullum. So we're going to get to that about should this team make a trade? So, that's a big difference to me. Because you clearly saw when this team started playing better, when they put, okay, he's not coming back. You know, they shipped him to Never Never Land. It was in Portland. So, they bonded, figured it out, and, and went to work. This season, you cannot not say has been affected by injuries. You just can't because it has. You can't miss two months from an all-star player and it not affect your team. You can't then miss, now what, 13, 14 games, Zion, um, that and he's missed this season and likely to miss a few more before coming back, I do think, before the all-star break, based off of how he was saying how he feels. But when I look at all of that, that to me makes me think, things will get better and it'll work, right, because of injuries. I mean, it, it does. It absolutely has something to do with it. So hearing, staying the process, staying the course, it makes sense because you're trying to get hold and healthy. Now, it's something, you know, John 4K says all the time when we talk about the Saints injuries during the season. Not everybody's ever going to be healthy, and if you're ever going to be healthy and things, I, I get it. Because of the Pelicans' depth, they've actually been able to sustain <laughs> Longer than I think many teams would in the playoff standings. Right? Now look, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I would love to be hired in where you are. It stinks Then in one month time. You've gone from the top to eight. I, I hear all of that. So I look around the league and I see, well, how have people been affected? The Grizzlies finally won last night. They had lost five in a row after winning 12 in a row. How's that happen? Same way, the Pels won a bunch of games in a row and then lost a few in a row. Steven Adams has gone down. He's going to miss three to five weeks. It affects him. Steph Curry went down for a bit. It affected him. He's been back for about two and a half weeks. The Warriors are now back at six. They were out of the playoff picture. Okay, They were below that that line that you see in the standings at ten. Luka Doncic. We'll see if we see him later this week on Thursday, but he had an ankle injury. I'm sure if he misses some games, it'll affect him. Dallas was with the Pelicans, pretty much hovering two or three or four most of the season. They're just above the Pel's, same record, 26 and 25. So conference record is separating, but they have the same record as the Pel's. The Suns have they went out Devin Booker. Remember, it's going to be out a month with the the groin pull. Well, the Suns are ninth. So when they get healthier, they're probably going to start winning again. Same thing with the Jazz. You can go through all these different teams. Losing players does matter. It just does. Now the good thing about it is that the Western Conference most season, most of the season has been all jumbled together, right? So if you do get healthier, meaning Zion comes back, so I'm going to get to that in a quick second. I do think the Pels then can rattle off six and four. It can rattle off seven and three. The problem is when you look at it, you don't have very many games, right, that you'll have after the All-Star break. So that's why I keep using the word precarious. I, I do think you stay with, you keep going with, hey, what's work and things of that nature. I think you can alter it, though, as well. Right? You'll have 23 games after the All-Star break. Now, before then, you got a pretty daunting schedule. Tomorrow, you're at Denver. Another MVP candidate in Jokic. Last night's MVP candidates, as you just heard in the open there, dropped 50. Now, the Pels didn't play with their best players. CJ McCollum. Sprained thumb, Brandon Ingram rest on the back-to-back. So, you already going into Milwaukee really shorthanded. Like I said, there's some things that are positive that can take out of that game. And even in the last loss, against the Wizards and against the Nuggets, that is getting better, that make me think once you get your full complement of players, they're going to be fine. Now, but what does that mean? Okay. So you got Denver, Dallas, the Lakers on Saturday night here at the Smoothie King Center. Sacramento is above you. Atlanta on Tuesday. By the way, Lakers and Kings are back-to-back. Another set of back-to-backs. Then you have Atlanta on Tuesday, and then next Friday, it's Cleveland. Then you go on the road on Monday at OKC, and then Wednesday, the week of the All-Star break, is the Lakers. That's how you wrap up the remaining games into the All-Star break. okay. And as I mentioned, you have 23 games remaining after that. So that's why it's precarious. Because as Willie Green has said, it's not my sense, it's not my feelings. He has said this team needs to play with a higher sense of urgency. They have to understand certain things. When you hear players saying, here, we'll be fine, all good, I, I like hearing that. That's positive vibes. At the same time, this is a different season. And unlike last year, hey, you're just trying to get into the play-in, there's a big difference between hosting a first-round playoff game, being in the top six to avoid that play-in, which is, again, what I thought was a reasonable expectation this year, and in where you're dangerously close to right now, having to come out of the All-Star break with 23 games left and having to win, I don't know, 15 to make sure you're in and out of the All-Star, I mean, uh, of the play-in situation. That's why it is different. A week or two ago, three weeks ago, early January, okay, three of five, lose three in a row, four in a row, you're fine. When you lose 12 of 15, it's, it's, it's time to alter, amend, add to your process. And I and I don't think that there aren't. You've heard Willie Green, and I'll play the sound after this break, that the message is being said in that locker room. But it's almost one of those things where, you know, it's almost like a a scene in, in those sports movies, right? Coach walks in, grabs the chair, turns it backwards, sits down, goes, all right, from here on out, every game needs to be personal. Every game really matters. You have to do whatever it takes and whatever you have to do to win that game. You have to win these games. You have to try to win some games here before the All-Star break. Because if not, you're going to be facing a pretty daunting task with 23 games left. You're going to have to win at least half of those, I would think. Right? That's hoping that other teams lose. So it's precarious. Because I think if you are in the place where you approach April and you're just trying to battle to get out of that, or even in the play-in, that'd be disappointing. That'd be disappointing, right? So, let's see what happens. Play a little sound for you. It'll take your phone calls. This is Sports Hangover. At ESPN New Orleans.
0: Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers. 985-446-3333 That's 985-446-3333 You may have an additional claim for recovery AMO Trial Lawyers
2: Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information, educate yourself on your body, and let us get you back to balance.
3: It's the final days to save big store-wide at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Right now, get limited-time deals on your favorite tools and accessories. Plus, get 10% off in-stock kitchen cabinets with a $1,000 minimum purchase. And save even more on clearance cabinets in-store. Hurry and shop the Truckload Event in-store or online while you can. Must ask cashier to apply discounted time of purchase. Exclusions apply while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Bought 126 to28.
0: How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now
1: back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
2: So, obviously, when you lose a game like the Pelicans did last night, 135 to 110, and Giannis uh, drops 50 on you, uh, you're probably going, what could you possibly look at that and say was positive? Because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I was doing it. I know you guys were doing it. Most of y'all were watching the AFC Championship game come down literally to a game-winning field goal there so if you missed it i'll give you just this for the most part this absolutely to me was a positive
0: drives past carter in the paint kick it to kyra pop a right wing three good kyra lewis jr Gets some kyra's got nine points off the bench season high and he got a lot of minutes here tonight puts up a mid-range and down Nothing but net for Lewis. Double figures for Kyra. Five of eight from the floor.
2: And then the play that really got a lot of Pell's fans um, excited. And
0: no good. Rebound Kyra. He is off coast to coast like a shot. And a lay-in. The speed of Kyra Lewis Jr.
2: There it is. And then
0: one more. Kyra. He's really been the brightest spot tonight. Two man game with Jackson. Floated up and in! Little teardrop from Lewis. Displaying the entire Arsenal. Keep scoring.
2: So you, that last word there, scoring. It's something that Todd has said a lot on the broadcast. We've talked about it during the week here as well. When you look at this now current eight game losing streak and 12 of 15 and such, scoring has been an issue. Obviously when you didn't have Brandon Ingram, right? And then Zion, It really just made it harder for everybody to be scoring. Again, I I can explain it, and we have been on the show. You're taxing your role players. You can only tax people so much, much less your players, right? And again, this is not me trying to spin it or be positive. Brandon Ingram was asked after the game on Saturday, what is the problem with the offense? Why are they struggling? Why do you go through quarters where you're getting outscored 29 to 9? What you go through stretches where you cannot buy a bucket. Listen to what he said and tell me if it's not what I've been saying during the weeks leading into this. But again, here's somebody on the bench on the team what he sees.
4: Well, I feel is right now um we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to <clears throat> kind of score the basketball and people have been in different positions where they haven't done these things um for Dyson for Trey for her trying to be playmakers and um kind of taking them out their games a little bit trying to do something different so we just got to get back to people's strengths and playing the way that we want to play um making sure that they're they're comfortable out there and playing the way they want to play um, I think that's that's what's been happening through these injuries, me and Z being out. Um CJ having to kinda take the role of um being a point guard and making sure everybody involved. So I think we at a point where we have to continue to learn. Um we we get a pass We're playing off talent sometimes, so we just gotta learn to, to learn the game a little better.
2: So again he's kinda saying what we've been saying here, right? I mean you it's one thing to, hey, nice night by Najee or Trey to put in 12 or 15. The problem is right now you're requiring them to do so, right? I could take a look at last night. Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall. Those three guys normally and usually come off the bench. They're your starters. Najee, 34 minutes, 8 points. Alvarado, 29 minutes, 18 points. Any night that B.I. and Zion are playing and Alvarado gets you 18, you're, you're probably winning. Trey Murphy, 16 in 36 minutes. Fantastic. If he was coming off the bench, he knocked down four threes. Imagine coming off the bench, knocking down four threes. Awesome. Alvarado knocked down three threes. Awesome. Problem is you need that and you still lost 135 to 110. I mean, I, I got some texts late yesterday. What's wrong with this game? Did you see the starting lineup? Like you do know the Bucks won a championship recently, or a championship-contending team. I mean, you're you're playing with your bench against them. It, it just it's hard. It legitimately is hard to win those games. But when you look at the box score. Everybody that played yesterday scored. Well, Gus, I mean, that's great. Everybody, I I hear you. I'm just telling you that 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 is something that I'm trying to find why this is going to turn around. That's, That's part of the why. Graham's been finally knocking down a couple of shots. Maybe he sees, right, what Alvarado's been doing recently, what Kyrie Lewis has done in two games. I mean, Kyron, 27 minutes, had 15 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block. And had Willie Green simply saying this when he was asked, hey, what about Kyron Menace? Do you think you're going to have to give him some?
3: Uh, it's something that we, we're definitely going to have to look at. Yeah.
2: Now, I know, if you're listening, you listen and go, coach, is that, is that all you're giving me on him? No, he says more. But that's something that matters, right? I mean, when you think about it, that's something that you've been needing you've been needing point guard play cuz he had zero turnovers yesterday and it wasn't i even asked Ty this in the post game just to, to say it to listeners that maybe we're just flipping around and came to it oh okay he had 15 points no turnovers he must be doing it against the, the 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 bucks bench in the third quarter no he smoked drew holiday a couple of times that drew holiday He went down the lane when Giannis was there, like he was doing this against legit starters on a very good against a very good defensive team.
3: It's great to see um, Kyra, uh, Coach Teaspoon, Coach Brandon. uh, They've done a a great job of getting on the floor with him, working every day, and he's been building towards this, uh, towards a game like this. Uh, You know, had a few games where he played for Birmingham and kind of went back and forth a bit, but it's, it's good to see him on the floor. And you kind of forget how fast he is, but uh he, when he uses his speed like that, uh, it's pretty dynamic to watch.
2: Yeah, and again, that's just that's a positive because it kind of goes to what I was saying in the opening segment too, right? Do the Pels need to make a move by February 9th? What is that move that they need to make if they need to make one? Because last year they made a trade. It traded for C.J. McCollum. So the whole culture thing, the – Chemistry, it's all great, fine and dandy, but I I need an an infusion of offense. Well, this is what I guess David Griffin has to ask himself. Zion's return, does it unlock the rest of the shooting that you have? Or was it masking it? And that's why I'm looking at a game like last night, and even in the loss to the Wizards when you saw a team woke up. Look, they played... Much better. Sunday, with a kind of energy and effort that you didn't see, unfortunately, on Saturday, which was perplexing, right? But, if Brandon Ingram gets back to being his guy, and again, last night, I mean, he, he dropped, or two nights ago, he dropped 22, didn't play last night. But on Saturday, he dropped 22. So if he gets you that mid-20s, he's going to be way more efficient because he missed a lot of shots. Started out hot four or five, then he missed some shots. But say he does that, Zion gets back to playing the way he was, and there shouldn't be a reason to think that he won't. Okay? I understand it's popular to sit there and say, oh, that's if he's in shape. Man, Trust me when I tell you, the the guy's going to be fine. He pulled a hamstring. It happens. It's not because he's fat. It's not because he eats pizzas. Devin Booker doesn't do any of that stuff as well, and you don't think he's fat, and he hurt himself. It's soft tissue. I mean, it is what it is. But he asked back on on Friday on on how he was feeling, and he said he was feeling fine. He was asking if he was going to play in that All Star game.
1: That's what he had to say. If I can, absolutely. Absolutely.
3: How are you feeling right now?
1: I'm feeling great. Thanks, asking. I'm feeling really great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Things progressing well so
1: far? Extremely well. Things are progressing extremely well.
2: Again, that's why I do think you're going to see him before the All-Star break, and that's going to be an added boost. And that's my point. Say he's back. Brandon Ingram, that's another week or so away, maybe from him dying, coming back or what. And when you look at a game like last night, then you're seeing, right, Guys that are capable of dropping eighteen, sixteen in Alvarado and Murphy. Naji's been scoring sixteen to eighteen. He had eight last night, but again, that's imagine those three guys coming off the bench. Imagine Kyra Lewis, who dropped fifteen, having that speed, not turning the ball over, attacking the basket. He can attack and kick. Those other guys can knock down open shots. That's your second unit. I I, I think they're going to be fine. I almost think yeah, it, it's it's what Willie Green says. It just It's not what you want to hear, and you don't like it. You you just have to wait this out. I mean, that's my opinion. Here's what he said after the game last night.
3: No, I agree. Um, As much as everyone in our locker room hate losing, and we do, uh, and we want to get things back on track, we also are able to step back and look at some of the positives, like you said. I thought we played with a much faster pace. Uh, We moved the ball. Uh, good to see Kyra get on the floor and, and attack. And I thought our young guys uh, took a step in the right direction tonight.
2: I kind of feel like that. But let's talk to Ali self from the Bird right and get his opinion on this here as well. We'll still take your phone calls, 800-998-1003, the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Go see Dr. Josh Roulette. Don't forget, whether it's there or Lakeview Massage and Therapy, Mention the Sport Hangover, mention my name, you get 10% off all their services. Okay? Sport Hangover will continue next on ESPN New World.
1: I had to leave my parents.
3: I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure
1: glad you're here.
0: Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Sean Johnson, Jay Williams,
1: and Max Kellerman. When your girls were little, what type of fruit did you give them? Did you give them certain fruits? I tried to give them all types of different kinds of flavors and spices and everything and as soon as they could it got older right like because my oldest is 14, my youngest is seven. Everything is beige If they eat Bread Pasta They don't want Sauce on it They don't want don't know, It's too spicy <laughs> Little, but, spicy little butter Olive oil all oh. call it a day Yeah the reason I asked because I was going to say Is it a crime If you take Your kids frozen fruit And bring it to work To eat is that a crown? Because oh, I, great. Cause I just had it. some frozen grapes. <laughs> yeah. That's so good, right? <laughs> I'm like, I forgot how good these are. Oh yeah. so good. Yeah. OCU Mignora
3: with us. What's going on, O.C.? I love frozen grapes myself, man. Those are like they're like candy, right? You stick them in the freezer, you bring them out there. It's incredible, incredible. G J and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN radio and on the
1: ESPN
0: app. <laughs> man that likes to talk now back to the sports hangover with gus cattengill on espn 100.3 fm and espn 1003.com
3: got a little overwhelmed in the first quarter uh kind of looking around and then guys dug in a bit and just uh, started to play harder started to play together and, and just trust and it led into the second half having a better effort
2: Ali Cosell is the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights, covers your New Orleans Pelicans, joins us here today to help break down what's going on and if I'm legit trying to just sugarcoat things, Ali. Good afternoon to you. Or is the play of Kyra Lewis something legit to be really happy about? Hello, Ali? Ali, we got you, bud. Ollie, Can you hear me? Hey, I can hear you now. What's up, man?
4: There you go. Yeah, I was just mentioning that the Pelicans are on an eight-game losing streak, but it looks like things are beginning to turn around for the team. You know, the defense has been playing better of late, like the last five or six games, outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo, but who doesn't have problems slowing him down? But the offense, finally we saw, I think, a good glimmer yesterday, and 44 points in that third quarter. That's the most points they've had in the quarter this season outside of a 45-point right. first quarter against the Rockets. So you like that. They didn't have their stars. But you're right. Kyra Lewis, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Because, look, that guy, he can play, and he can help the Pelicans. His speed is game-changing. And, look, Gus, there's two things that I think you look in role players. One, above all else, you want to be able to shoot the three ball. That, that's a, That's the premium in today's game. But number right. two is to be able to take your man off the dribble and make a play for yourself or others and i'll tell you what kyra can get past anybody at any time and we saw that last night and that's
2: kind of what i just finished saying too as well right cuz look in this stretch where you've lost what 13 of 15 12 of 15 obviously lost strike college <laughs> it's an eight straight now where scoring was an issue right and i go back I, to me the, the 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 game i've circled on my schedule in front of me is houston because that was the day that we found out Zion was going to be out for three weeks, right? So th- from that point on, there were 22 games going into the All-Star break, and that's what we had to see. The first couple of games, you saw Jonas and CJ kind of lead the team. Some were losses, some were wins, but they were mm-hmm. leading scores. Then it started taxing on them, I think you saw. And then other mm-hmm. guys just struggled to score. And when you look at, though, the return of Brandon Ingram, drawing the attention, getting open shots. CJ looks kind of like his own self again. It gave me, oh, okay, there it is. It's coming. And then I look at the box score last night. Alvarado 18, Murphy 16. Marshall's been averaging more than eight points, but let's say even if he gives you eight, and Kyra gives you 15 and 10 from Graham, Nance 10. If that's your second unit, I think they're fine,
4: right? Exactly. Exactly. Look, for the first, what was it, 35 games of the season, scoring was never a problem, right? They could have gotten to 120 points seemingly every single night. And that was without having the guys fully healthy. But you're right. They've hit a wall, just like every team does. But the fact is, it's the young guys being, have to do so much, right? In the absence of Brandon Ingram, I mean, missing 29 games when you're one of the top, what, 25 players in the league, that's, that's going to hurt. And of course, Diane, as well as he was playing, I mean, he was an MVP discussion. Of course, somebody had to pick up that load. But we saw guys, as you mentioned, doing it. And I got to include Najee Marshall. He was right there with CJ and Jonas carrying the team for a while. But, you know, it just all does catch up to you. And and unfortunately, the Pelicans had a rough patch where they had to fight through a really tough part of the schedule. But, like you said, I think they're turning the corner. There's a lot of guys still playing reasonably well, and they're finding themselves offensively, right? These second tier guys, the role players. that's what was needed, right? We were looking, where's Trey Murphy? Why isn't he shooting like eight, nine, ten, three-pointers a game? Well, I like he looked a little bit more aggressive in last night's game. And same can be said of others. Look, Herb made two of three from three-point range. And Jose, I love what Jose was able to do because guess what? He was matched up against Drew Holiday. (laughs) So I feel like it's coming. I I think there's a good chance that they could beat the Denver Nuggets uh, tomorrow. I really do. Denver's not playing well. The Falcons are training upwards. If B.I. isn't as rusty, right, and C.J. can give you that good 25 or so, I think they have a legitimate chance of winning.
2: I'm with you. I actually woke up this morning, and I was going to text Todd. I still haven't. Uh, I know the team's uh, on its way to the plane right now, and I'm like, I I, I think they're going to win tomorrow. I I don't know why I feel that way. Look, to your point, luca has been out a, a, a game, what, two games now? He may be out. I don't know, Thursday with an ankle injury. Players that have gone out with Phoenix, Durant, with the Nets. I mean, it's them. You've seen Mm -hmm. them in the standings. When the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry for a while, they were out of the playoff picture and now back to six. So I'm with you where it's it's not maybe what fans want to hear or even what you like, but that light at the end of the tunnel I think is around the corner. I think based on the way Zion was smiling and laughing and saying he feels great. I think you see him before the All-Star break. If you see him before the All-Star break, B.I. will have another week or two under his belt by the time Zion gets back. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do think this team can get going. Now, that said, look, you're only going to have 22, 23 games left at the end of the All-Star break. So you, you need this team to get you know healthy and whole again.
4: Right. And fortunately, it is trending that way, right? I think Zion really wants to play in the All-Star game, right? They named a starter. I think it would be very special, first time that happened in his career, for him to be actually in the game. And more to your point, I think that the Pelicans are going to turn the page because when you look at the schedule, if you look at the strength of schedule that's remaining, six easiest in the NBA. So can you imagine getting all these guys together that you've barely seen together and the defense continues to play well? I mean, let's not forget, they were a top 10 offense and defensive team for the first half of the season. And I still think that talent is there. And we see it, but it's just not translating in the wind. And that can be said of, as you just mentioned, for everybody in the Western Conference outside of Denver and Memphis. Right? Sacramento's been blessed with the best health so far this season. Right. I think their players have missed a combined 27, 30 games. Pelicans, they're over 160. So <laughs> rationalize 160. that. 160, that's what I'm saying. Right, so it. rationalize that. That's a two-and-a-half game what is it, difference in the standings, but they've had the best health ever, while the Pelicans have had one of the worst. And you just don't think that trend's going to continue.
2: I mean, look, it's funny you said that. I'm looking at the highlights on SportsCenter. I mean, I think the Eagles are a different quarter, uh, team when you have Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, or Gardner Minshew. That's why the Saints beat them. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, it matters when you have those guys. Um, look, along those lines of what you're saying there as well, and and, and that's why I, I think what's going to be interesting moving forward is if they make any moves by February 9th and if you need to or you don't. Do you think this team still does or like you look at a performance like Kyra and go, look, that, that can be that guard play that you're sort of looking at. What, what is it though that you're looking at this roster and think that they're missing or because of the injuries, Ollie, you're saying you actually just need everybody back?
4: Yeah. Since I've been talking to you all season, I've maintained that you don't split up this core because you don't know what you have right? You have young players under good cost controlled contracts at the moment. So why would you move off of that to maybe make a lateral move? I mean, I get it if it's for a star, but then again, you've got three scoring stars, right? So if you were to add a fourth, well, you saw how shots were difficult for Brandon when both CJ and Zion were out there. So I don't think the Pelicans are interested in going that that route, nor should they. So for the most part, I think they have everything they um, need, but they still need to see it. If you're going to do something, you do it along the margins, right, a move, and that is obvious to me, right? The three-point shooting, it needs a boost. Devontae Graham, um, others just haven't filled that role, right? Herb's having a down year, and even Trey Murphy of late has really been kind of on and off, right? And he should be your third-best perimeter shooter, right, behind CJ and BI, but we haven't seen that on a nightly basis. So that's one area. And the other area, of course, we've talked about it, is that big guy, right, a mobile, versatile big. And Jackson just hasn't filled that role. And it was very obvious, right, against Giannis. There was nobody that could get in front of that guy that's, what, steamrolling you at 275 pounds. And Jackson, you would have thought, would have been probably the most apt that was available. And he couldn't do anything. You need somebody like that, right? Just doing that, guarding a big like that, or defending the rim and they don't have that guy. Jonas is fine for the role that he does, right? The numbers say the Pelicans are pretty darn good defensively, right. even though they, the opponents score a lot at the rim or a lot of points at the rim, high percentage, but they don't get too many opportunities. I think that's because of Jonas and the scheme. So you just need a guy off the bench that could fill that role. Like I said, Jackson hasn't been able to.
2: When you look at the remaining schedule here before the All-Star break, how many games do you think the Pelicans need to find a way to win going into it? Because, look, I mean, if if, if you don't, like I said, you have- 23 games left, man. You're gonna to have to win like 15, 16 to stay out of that play-in. So, how many do you think they've got to find a way with between Denver, Dallas, Lakers, Kings, Hawks, Cavs, um, Thunder, and Lakers again? Eight.
4: Yeah, there's eight, and I think you got to go four and four. You, you, okay. you got to stay above water, right? Meaning above the 500 mark. Stay right in the thick of the Western Conference uh, before you know you get all your guns back. So I don't know where you're going to find those wins, but, boy, it'd be great this upcoming weekend, right, the Lakers and the Kings. Those are two really big games in terms of standings and such. So you want to get as many, of course, as you can. But realistically, for a team that's lost, I think, what is it, 13 of the last 16, just doing 4-4 four and four would be remarkable and a good first step.
1: Ollie,
2: but I was going to say, what are the odds here moving forward that you're going to see some of these teams, I, I guess, up for the injuries? I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible when you think of what the, what you were saying with the Kings, you know, and things yeah. of that nature, man. But it, it's, I, I don't know, I feel like this sports season, NFL now going to the midway point in the NBA season, do you find like injuries are happening more? Are we just paying attention to them more? Or are they just affecting teams more? I, I just, I feel like, I mean, and it's not just the Pels, right? I mean, every star almost has had to deal with something this year.
4: I think if you just go through the list of every team, right, when you're looking at the standings, you can point out the injuries and how much they've affected the team. Right, Denver's lucky. They've had Jokic for just about every game. Even Jamal Murray hasn't missed that much time. The Grizzlies, same thing. John Moran, I think, missed, what, four or five games. And, And I just mentioned the Kings, but after that, starting with the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, he's been a question mark. Paul George can never give you seemingly any more than, what, 65, 70 games. And go on down the list. Minnesota's been without Cat forever. Golden State's had their issues. I'm telling you, just go down the list, right? It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, injuries I feel like are affecting the game more, And it's going to come down to what? How you finish the season. So the healthier teams are honestly going to get the better seeding and probably have a best chance of advancing into, in deep into the playoffs. Right if they've got their core, what, five, six, seven, eight guys. And the Pelicans, they're deep, but they can't be missing three, two or three of their stars every single game. No,
2: no. but just starters like you're talking about too. Um, I'll wrap up with this. I mean, look, again, I'm not saying I'm trying to look for positives. I'm just – sometimes these things can be positive, right? And I go back to what Brandon Ingram was saying the Monday before we came back against Denver here in which he said, hey, look, his body feels great. I mean, he hasn't played in two months, so that wear and tear isn't there. And look, um uh, to to have Zion have three, four, almost five weeks off perhaps by the time he comes back, that's less wear and tear on him. I guess, Ollie if I'm trying to find a positive, those two guys should be fresher than some of the other star players that have been playing, like you mentioned with Jokic and Murray and all those guys that haven't had those nights off. They've been playing every game. So... I mean, two months off, is, is it's going to help you one way, shape, or form, I would think.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Look, Gus, I, I'm not – I try and avoid any biases, too. And I'll tell you what, as soon as Zion went down, I questioned how well the Pelicans would do, right, without him over the next three, four weeks. And I said it's a, it's almost an allusion to what they did on the road um, against sub-500 teams because they were playing so well. And, look, sure enough, they've hit a major skid. But I, I'm seeing there, – there's – so many reasons to where I think they're going to turn it around, starting with the talent, starting with the fact that B.I. and Zion will be fresh. You want your best players peaking. And usually for a lot of them, that means being 100% mentally and physically. I can't see how Zion and B.I. won't be in those shoes, right? And that, that means that C.J. will be in that comfortable third score role, and suddenly he will have less pressure, so we won't have to worry about him, right? handling the ball in every possession to where, you know, sometimes he has those games or those quarters where the passing is just not there, right? He's just not seeing it. He won't be in that position. So everybody will be in their best suited position for Willie Green. And so you won't require these perfect games, right? keeps talking about the small margin for error. That won't be necessary, just like it wasn't earlier in the season, right? Think about all the turnovers they have in games, but they still won. Same thing with the shooting, whether it was there or not, they still found ways to win. I think they'll get back to it. I I believe in his talent and the top guys at the top of the uh, roster.
2: All right, I lied. One final thing for you. I, I need I need your comment. Uh, I'm I'm still waiting not only on AD's Instagram post, which Ross Jackson constantly reminds us of, if when somebody else does it. And uh, I think the, the graph will, will, will join me on this. He'll co-sign. I'm waiting for the NBA referee's official Twitter page to apologize to Pelicans fans like they did to LeBron. Did you
4: read that? I saw that.
2: I mean, Quote, like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and it is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. Where the heck is that tweet for half of the missed calls against the Pelicans, including tossing Jonas? Uh, it Was it like, gut-wrenching
4: for them? Right, and it's not just even the Pelicans. That's a, a bad so many look. Games, and, I'm and, sorry. And there's bad... Right, there's bad calls all the time, and yet they're singling this one out. And right. You know why I'm afraid? By the it's way, the he traveled. The Lakers you know he Tuesday traveled, time. right? How he many traveled. calls is LeBron going to get?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he traveled, Ollie. There's Somebody posted that. If you look at him, yes. he actually traveled before he got fired. I agree. So, gut wrenching, though. Gut wrenching for the league that they missed that. That's, oh. That does not help the fans way to stop thinking stories. that games We've are all- right.
4: Every team's got the sob stories where they've had missed calls that've caused right wins <laughs> right. or losses. I, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Not for well, the Lakers.
2: <laughs> now, now I'm looking um I'm waiting. I'm waiting from from now on when when there is a bad call, I, I I will go to at official NBA refs to see if they're ready to apologize for us. <laughs> Thank <laughs> don't you, Ali. Don't hold
4: your breath, buddy.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm 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 sure, man. Thank you, man. Editor-in-chief of The Thanks, Bird God. Rights, Ali Kosel, O L E H. K-O-S-E-L. We'll be back. The professor will join us, give his thoughts on the games here as well. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
0: The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call the local experts at Terminex, and those bayou boys will be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those bayou boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough.
3: ZipRecruiter.com slash free.
1: When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouses shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store.
4: How can we be excited about a show where we just
1: talk? Talk sport. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
2: There it is. He's waiting for that snare. Mr. Professor Nick Harrison joins us here as well. Sir, uh, I guess good afternoon to you, man. How are you?
1: Good afternoon you, my friend. How are you? Doing well.
2: Doing well. Um, One of the things that... I wanted to talk about obviously is going to be the Pels, but your thoughts. It's our question of the day, right? What, what is it again? Go ahead.
1: We got two different questions of the day, but the first one is what are your thoughts on the AFC and NFC championship games? Three takeaways that you have on the AFC and NFC championship game. You may have a couple of different takeaways from them, more than three. Cause I know according to my Twitter feed, there's some got a laundry list. <laughs> what went on yesterday but uh you can give us uh send us a little message on the twitter page at ESPN Radio Nola to let us know what your three takeaways were from each title game and uh what is your frustration level right now with the Pels on a scale of one to ten where does your frustration lie right now as they have slipped last time I checked to eighth in the Western Conference after the loss to the uh, after the la- loss over the weekend to the Bucks, So where's your frustration level with the Pels from 1 to 10? And three takeaways from the AFC and NFC Championship Games. You can send us a message on the Twitter page at ESPN Radio NOLA or hit us up on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line at 800-998-1003. Paul on Twitter says, uh, Gcat underscore one seven. the Pelicans
2: need to get on track and on a win streak, ASAP, eight straight losses and down to eighth seed um uh you know I, I actually have a a sounder here and the graph who's airborne is going to love this um because it is it is right and i understand it but what what is your level while i look this up here what what is your level of i guess frustration or something of that nature you heard me I explain see. it earlier
1: yeah, I, i'd say it's at a six right now i'm not too bad it's it's frustrating because they're losing you know, but I know that once, uh, the key elements come back, they can get on the roll. And plus I know that the West right now from three to eight is really compacted record wise. So you could go on a run and easily get back into the top five, top four in no time.
2: Yeah. I hear you. Um, I found it. The graph suggested is several, uh, Several years ago, really. Reminds him of them. But uh, I, I guess one word to describe where the state of the bell season is.
0: Because it's too painful. It's painful for coaches, for players, and for people, for fans. It's painful. Put something in it
3: or do away with it, one or the other. That's what they should do.
2: There it is. It's painful Uh, for everybody. Look, I, I I do think, and like Ali was saying there as well, especially – You might get that taste, right? If Zion does come back before they all start breaking again, I'm just going by what he says. And, and if he says he feels great and he's kind of grinning about it, you know, he wants to play. I think for me, you get him in that Lakers game in LA, that Thunder game the day, the game before on that Monday, I'd be great. You know, to get them in and, and by that time, Brandon would have been playing three weeks already. That rust is going to come off. I think you're going to see those numbers go up and up. Even in that Wizards game, he had 22 and it still wasn't that efficient. He could, he could have had a lot more. He missed some shots, but you saw that first quarter. He started four or five. He was knocking down jumpers, mid-range threes. That's going to come. And then you add everything to it. So uh, I, I mean, like I said, it, it's, it's, We got to buck up now. Yeah, yeah. You have to start taking these games a little bit more serious. Not that they don't, but they—they're becoming much more important, man. Because there's only 23 games after the All Star break, and to Ali's point, you don't go at least four and four in these next eight. You're—I mean—you're going to have to win like 15 of those 23. (laughs) And I get it's the sixth easiest schedule out of the All Star break. I understand all that, but that—that's a lot of games you have to win. You know to get out of the play-in.
1: You don't want to put yourself in that situation. You don't want to have to dig out of that hole by feeling, that because that's added pressure on top of it. So trying to get as many wins as you can now before the All-Star break and putting yourself in a position to where you do get to that schedule after the All-Star break, you're racking up the wins to try to get positioning, but you don't have to worry about the play-in at that point. So it's just... You don't want to have to put yourself in that situation at all.
2: All right. To the NFL we go. Do you think the officiating was the storyline from the two championship games, yes or no? No.
1: No, I don't think the officiating was the storyline at all because that's the that's the cop-out that we have every year. We get to our the championship game. Now, there are some egregious things that have happened in championship games that, yes, officiating was a problem, i.e. Ram Saints. Stuff like that, it's overt. It's blatant. You see it. But some of the stuff that you saw in the championship games this weekend, yes, it's human error, man. Like, what do you want? You want computers to take over refereeing in these games? Like, what what, what are we going to do? It's human error. That's the kind of thing that happens. If you don't want to be put in those kinds of situations, win the game. Win it decisively. Go out there and do your thing. We saw what the Bengals did against the Bills a week previous, and they left no doubts. You go into this game against the Chiefs and it's much closer. You know, the Eagles left no doubts. They went out there against the 49ers and yes, they did have to put their fourth string quarterback out there, but the Eagles left no doubts. You want, you don't want to worry about the, the referees. You don't want that to become an issue. Leave no doubts. And that didn't happen. How do you, you know, explain,
2: uh, in the KC game, the
1: 39? It's excusable. Find them. Fire them. Get rid- <laughs> But don't make that the storyline. It's, it's not a close
2: game at that point. I mean, honestly, that, when I watched that and, and the reaction from Zach Taylor, it was literally like, okay, where are the cameras? This has got to be a Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. I mean, it, there, there is no way. My bad. Let's redo the down. I mean, that, KC was punting. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't I don't know what to say. I honestly don't know what to say.
1: Looking around looking for Ashton Kutcher thinking he's getting punked.
2: Right. Like, I mean I mean it
1: make no sense. Where are you, Ashton? Come on. Uh,
2: is- Dude, and you know, and here's the thing, man, in and you watching that game come to an end and the way it was, I, I I'm with you. I, watching that game, and yes, the 49ers had no quarterback. You have no quarterback. You have no, no hope. We've seen that. I mean, it felt honestly almost sickening. I'm like, dude, it feels like I was watching that Saints Dolphins game <laughs> where Ian Book is playing and, you know, just, it, it, you could see the difference level, right? So, but I do think the Eagles have been the best team in the NFC and the Chiefs are the number one seed for a reason. They're the highest, you know, uh, points offense the the best offense in the league as well and dude what pat mahomes was doing i mean the the guy just showed out man he was incredible and in that last play where he got shoved out of bounds which i don't know why people are saying you don't call that that he was five yards out of bounds. i mean that was drew Brees, winston dalton and it wouldn't have got called if that was like the nola no call too i mean i'm just saying if they wouldn't have thrown a flag on that then it would have been a real issue. I mean, it, that deserved the call. But for him to gut that that scramble out and and then actually he went like he took off and outran people for that first down that that was really incredible.
1: We've had a discussion about Patrick Mahomes before. You know that he is the Westman tooth to my uh, my uh, Ron Burgundy. I, I hate the man, but I respect him mm-hmm. because he. He's got all the commercials. He's got the accolades. He's got the Super Bowl ring going back to another Super Bowl. He's got all this stuff for a reason because of how talented he is. As much as it pains me to say, Mm -hmm. and I know other people are going to disagree, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. He just is. Far none, period. Because of what he's able to do and because of what you saw on Sunday Mm -hmm. on a bum ankle, Gutting it out in that last play, knowing that they're coming for him, knowing that he might take the hit, but he's got to get the first down for his team and he gutted it out and made it happen. And his guys love him. You saw that post game, uh, interview where all of these guys are stopping, yes. talking about him. Jason, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, smelling what the rock is cooking. It's all. <laughs>
2: I love it, man. We'll talk again next hour about your thoughts moving forward into the Super Bowl here as well. Uh, that's the Professor Nick Harrison. Go ahead and give him a follow over on Twitter. Alright, sir, we'll talk to you next hour. When we come back in hour number two, Rafael Esparza joins us at 115. Phone lines are open. I want to hear from you Pels fans. I want to hear from you NFL fans here as well. I mean, what do you think about the two games that you watched? It, uh, is the Sports Angle over ESPN New Orleans?
1: Yes.
4: yes. Come on, man.
0: I to travel home. I home health services in South La Bush are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and